0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm the Professor and with me is Bucky. Hello. What have you been up to, Bucky? Um, uh, All sorts of mischief and mayhem.
1: Hello, Professor.
0: Hello, DJ. I didn't call on you yet. Get back no. in your cage.
2: <laughs> get back, go get, go get.
0: <laughs> so, what have you been doing? I'm um, who are you talking to, me or him? The DJ, because ah. he jumps in and demands that we
1: talk to him. So what's <laughs> you been doing? Because you've been silent, so that's why I was like, what the heck, what the heck happened?
3: Well, we, we take it in turns, remember? We discuss oh. this at the start of every episode.
0: I, I already asked it. Bucky. Who else am I going to ask?
3: <laughs> well, I was just making sure because the DJ just interrupted, so.
0: <gasps>
2: it's oh. all about me. It's all about me. <laughs> we gonna gonna cut.
1: What do, yeah. DJ?
3: So when we want him to be quiet, he, he, he talks, and when we want him to talk, he's quiet. Yeah.
1: We're going to cut this so badly, aren't we, guys? Nope. No, nope, we're, oh, we're fine. We're <laughs> fine. Anyway, oh, first so what,
3: you, you were asked a question, though. What have you been up to?
1: Oh, I've just been working, playing, working, playing, you know, the usual. Not sleeping? Oh, I try to sleep. But I, try, I try to take breaks. Around, the, around those breaks, I sleep.
3: Okay. How, how have you been handling the news from Tumblr?
1: <laughs> I've been smiling about that and laughing at the same time. Really? <laughs> oh, I thought you would have been rather
3: dis- disenfranchised.
1: Me disenfranchised? No.
3: Do I do I need to share our wall of shame? <laughs>
0: no. no, no, no. Let's move on with the first topic. Tonight. <laughs> our first topic tonight. Is that Netflix is adding a game store, starting with Minecraft Story Mode?
3: Awesome! Just out of curiosity, though, um, who was it that was doing the Story Mode for? Telltale Tell Tale
0: games, wasn't it? So, yeah. how
3: are they? How's it going to operate it now?
0: I don't know. I don't think they actually finished it.
3: Is it? Is it going to be like um, Fallout seventy <laughs> six? Oh, a <lot> of fanfare?
0: <laughs> bitty bitty little spark. Sounds likely to me.
1: Uh, Imagine Netflix giving out every Minecraft, um, every Netflix viewer um, Minecraft bags with canvas, which was supposed to be canvas.
0: Why would they be doing that? They dragged Samwise Gamgee into this. (laughs) Not Samwise.
1: Not the lovable Sam.
0: Speaking of things that he's been in, though, he was in season two of Stranger Things which is also a game that Telltale was working on. So I'm kind of hoping that if um, Netflix is working on adding interactive games to their like um, visual novels and that sort of stuff to their platform, they might buy out a couple of people from Telltale and finish up the Stranger Things game.
3: (coughs) Well, at least if um, Netflix does it, it's likely to actually work properly.
0: Yeah, their uh, engines have got a bit of a reputation, doesn't it?
3: Uh, Just well, they, they can't be as bad as Bethesda throwing throwing everyone under the bus.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, Bethesda's been the hits have been coming to Bethesda recent coming to Bethesda recently. Hits, my God, <laughs> the, hits,
3: the hits! Yeah, these the, the hits that Bethesda's been taking make Jeff Horn's attack on. Um, Anthony Mundine looked like a, a bit of a tickle and love to <laughs> Although there is the story that apparently he slipped over an onion from Bunnings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now he learned, so th- because of that, onions go in before the sausage. Is that, is, that the, is that the right rule or the wrong rule? I
0: don't know. It's I'm feeling right kind of dirty rule. just because of the way you said it. It stops the onions sliding off the top.
1: <laughs> uh, I like how that whole thing became a national debate.
0: It, I work like... My desk is next to the workplace health and safety guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I have not stopped hearing about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You'd think there'd be other jokes you could make to the health and safety guy, but no, it's only onions, onions, onions. <laughs>
3: So, um, how close is he to getting postal? Is are we likely to hear about a a mass murder at your workplace?
0: He's about to take a year of leave. <laughs>
3: oh, he's wow! He is pretty close to going postal. Then, <laughs> after he goes away on leave, just make sure you check all your powerpoints and everything. Make sure that he hasn't gone in with the file.
1: The <laughs> yeah, but with uh, the Netflix going into um, doing doing the Minecrafts. Um, story mode thing, so how many episodes have have they decided? Um, Well, they're going to
0: include all of the Minecraft story mode episodes, I think. Yay. Uh, Their website says that they've got the first five up, and they're going to get another couple soon.
3: Sounds good. So just out of curiosity, this is just a movie, or you you have to play?
0: No, it's a standard Telltale interactive movie sort of thing. Okay. A lot of quick time events. Yeah, Add so far... Uh, ...some really bad writing.
1: Ah,
3: the DJ's been there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far there is about... So for season... There are two seasons so far. So season one, there have been eight episodes. It released in all October 13, 2015, till September 13, 2016. And season two, which was five episodes, it lasted from July eleventh, 2017, to December 19, 2017. That's a pretty long intervals. Like how many? Yeah. How many well,
0: it seems like Telltale has got a lot going on. Well, when they were around, they did.
1: Well, this is for the game, by the way, but not, yeah. the, ser- not the series.
0: Yeah, this is the series Minecraft Story Mode.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the game it, itself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, see, Minecraft was so successful they had the attitude of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's working well. People are
0: loving it. Let's not mess with it too much. <laughs> and they that's the reason why it's so successful. And now we have cosmetics and shitty tie ins and merchandise.
3: Yeah, yes. but the game, the game in its core was still fun last time I played it. Like, I haven't checked out yeah. other nonsense, but like, I know they've got the, the vinyl plush toys and stuff like that. My nephews and nieces love But I'm just looking like season one for Netflix here. My nephews and nieces would probably play all that in a day if they were allowed and still, and then go back to playing the original.
1: Yeah, I still love
0: the original game.
3: Yeah.
1: What's your biggest accomplishment in the, um, Minecraft?
0: Um, <laughs> can you really count accomplishments in Minecraft? It's a free-form game. There are no goals.
1: Oh, no, I meant um, like a, like you building a tower or something like that. Like, what's your personal accomplishments? That's what I meant. I have the
3: biggest castle. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Going from the very bedrock up to the maximum height you can build. Oh, that must be big. Uh, I suppose
0: mine would be the floating city. I built it using mods. Well, I've done it a couple of times in uh, vanilla, but my most recent one I did with mods. I had a, uh, a mod that made basically blimps just to make it easier to get up there. And then okay. I, once I had the um, first couple of buildings, I set up a portal so I could pump resources up to the top. Okay. Because I, uh, I had portal mods as well.
3: I had a floating <clears throat> tower, and the, if you were just in normal mode, the only way to get up to it was um, in the waterfall that I had, running down through the middle.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which one is the all of? I wish I knew what seed I used years and years ago. Just walking around with my friend, and I found a village. And behind the village was a an archway. And through that archway was a, a sinkhole with a waterfall coming off the side into it. Mm-hmm. I could make a new one myself, but it was a very nice natural design. Hmm. You played it, DJ?
1: Nah, I've, it never interested me to be honest with shun, you. Shun,
3: shun. It's like <laughs> it's like Fortnite. He talks about it, but he still hasn't gone
1: there. <laughs> but it, I, I like it's a like I've I've seen a lot of projects people have done on on Minecraft. I think my last one was when someone made a Nintendo Game Boy on Minecraft. Oh yes, that's
0: incredible! They've reprogrammed um, an emulator to play Pokemon Red in Minecraft <laughs> using just the command blocks. <laughs>
3: I've um, seen someone did a replica of Hogwarts in Minecraft, and someone actually used that as a template for making a gingerbread house.
1: Oh, that must have been epic.
3: They, they used, uh, I can't remember how many hundreds of pounds of gingerbread to make it, but, yeah, it was looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, there are some really cool projects that people have done. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, someone made Nintendo 3DS. Functional? What's that? Functional. I think it's functional, yeah.
0: Oh, I actually really um, enjoy seeing the uh, CPU videos. I've made, but-
3: a, made a railway tunnel that goes underwater, like a, well, a roller coaster um, with my castle. It's like the biggest one going, but where it goes from the very bottom bedrock to the maximum height. I have a roller coaster. It starts off at the top and it drops down and it actually goes into the water and I have a glass tunnel around it, so it actually goes down and keeps driving and goes down through into the bedrock and then back all the way up to the very top. I can't get it to do a loop the loop though, unfortunately.
0: No. That would be really cool in the latest updates, though, because there's actual, like, sea now.
3: Yes. My my
0: nephew's got race cars and go-karts. With uh, a mod pack?
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, yeah. They've actually... um the latest major update was Update Aquatic. Okay. I think they renamed it actually to something else because they merged two updates. But uh, a lot of the features were things like coral and fish. Cool.
1: Hang on a second. Uh, update I really need
0: to get back into that. I haven't played it in like a year, but I still follow all of the uh, the news for it.
1: The temptation's got... It's official. The professor is going to play Minecraft again. The temptation's got right it. now.
0: <laughs> How can you
3: say it's official? He hasn't said he's going to. He's just said he's thinking about it. Well,
1: no, he really are wants you, to are now. You going
3: to be a bossy bitch again?
1: Nope. Uh, but you guys, so you guys are sold on the idea of watching um, the new one, watching the new uh, Minecraft movies? Well, the movie something I series? No. No.
0: The writing's crap. But I do like the idea of Netflix having these sorts of um, this sort of content.
3: Yes, I definitely like that idea.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys on that one. Yeah, well, let's just hope Telltale Games survive, continue, grows again, if possible. No, because
3: they were bad people. Apparently, management was horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Why would you want to wish that on people?
0: Yeah, just let the, the best of them get bored out.
1: Mm. Uh, I, agree, I agree with you there, guys.
0: So, anyway, let's move on. Who was Henry Sutton, Bucky?
3: Henry Sutton was, to put it bluntly, a dead-set legend. He was, actually, I've forgotten, he was born in Ballarat. He was an inventor with a <coughs> wide range of designs and innovations. And a cool moustache.
1: Yes, you gotta respect the moustache, guys. (coughs) Respect the moustache.
3: Well, we are. You're the one making fun.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I'm just saying respect the moustache.
3: Anyway, moving along. Um, Yeah, he has an amazing, like ridiculously amazing list of um, inventions that he's put up. Um, He built an ornithopter. Um, He experimented with heavier than flight. Heavier than Air Flight, sorry. Um, He's got over 20 different telephones and all sorts of really, really cool things like that. He also invented um, a telephone, which was the precursor to the television after having a chat with that other amazing person, Nikola Tesla. So, yeah. He's also got... um, He was one of the guys who originally developed a rechargeable battery.
1: Ah, oh, cool.
3: So he's one of those unsung heroes that we, we need to jump up and down and say, hey, we've got brilliant guys here that need to be recognised. So, yeah, he's he's the Australian answer to Alexander Bell and Thomas Edison, but more of a um Nikola Tesla
0: approach. Dedicated listeners might remember me mentioning the uh, CSIRO shirts way back in, like, episode three. I reckon it'd be cool to get a shirt with this guy on it, with his greatest hits. He's oh, got a he, lot of
1: them, definitely, dude, definitely. Like, if I sat here d- discussing
3: all of his bits and pieces, it would literally be going for probably two hours. Like, he's got he um works on developing wireless radio uh, and auto car, so yeah. Like the, the number of things he's done, he also count he also co founded. The RACV. So
0: hold on. Batteries, automatic cars. Are we sure Elon Musk isn't this guy's reincarnation?
3: (laughs) No, because this guy, he doesn't have that creepy look about him.
0: (laughs) And he's not recorded as saying anything bad about cave rescue teams.
3: Well, yeah. I'm just going to steer clear of that one. (laughs) But yeah, he... He, he was friends with um, Nikola Tesla. Like they, they met and discussed a few things and had an impact on each other. So there's actually a book that's been written about him, um, written by Lorraine Branch, who spent a decade researching her great-grandfather. So she's actually part of the family, and she's written a book to help make sure people realise who he is. Um, just... Yeah, he's one of those guys that people probably won't hear about. But to tell wrote, you how cool he was, though, he wrote a paper on the theory of heavier-than-air flight at age 14, which was cool. published by the Royal Aeronautical Journal of Britain several years later.
0: That's pretty cool. So... DJ, mm-hmm. get your microphone off your keyboard.
1: Oh, I was so... I'm just, doing a, I'm, I'm just checking it out. That's all. I'm just checking no. out his paper. Okay. Well, if you
0: find it, put a link in the show notes.
3: Yes. It's actually something I'm, I'm actually going to have to go and look at myself now.
0: <laughs> and this is quite cool. He uh, didn't believe in patenting everything he came up with, so he let a lot of it go to the public domain.
3: Which is the reason why I said he was more like Nikola Tesla because Nikola Tesla had a lot of things that other people patented. And he didn't care because it was more he just wanted the science to get out there and develop. So, yeah. Yeah, in
1: 1878, Henry Sutton of Ballarat, Victoria, um, (coughs) published two papers in the 13th Annual Report of the Aeronautical Society of Great Britain, 1878, um, on the flight of birds and aerial navigation and second paper on the flight of birds. And I've been trying to look for him, and no luck. So yeah, okay.
3: Anyway, um, probably going to be too late for you guys when we release this, but he's going to—they're actually going to be discussing about him on ABC's Radio National, the Science Show at 12 p.m. So if anyone rings me up at 12 p.m. on a, on this Saturday, you will be in
1: a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> and uh, if you miss it, it will be on the. Radio National website probably.
1: More than downloadable like. as well.
0: Yeah. Possibly. Hopefully. It's um that'd be cool if they bought up the the music store that his family lived in when he was doing all of this and uh learning about everything and made it into a a museum to him.
3: It would be cool. Um one thing I I wish they would do is Put a mention of him in the national, the Australian War Memorial, because he also helped to build a torpedo. He designed it and built it. So, the, the, this we, we've got to start giving a shout out for our Australians that have developed so much brilliant technology, such as the Hills Hoist, <laughs> um, the collapsible. Actually, here is one for you: the collapsible. Um, sh- stretcher trolley bed that they use for ambulances, designed by an Australian. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Americans don't like admitting that. They get a bit upset.
1: <laughs> so, who was the inventor?
3: I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I feel bad for that, and I apologize, but yeah. Um
1: Oh, I think, wait, I've, I've got the patent. God bless Google. Patent number, so it's US 8770615B2. Inventor was Eilan Ilan Bar Noi and Hava Bar Noi. Okay, Lovely. that's the gurney, the collapsible wheeled wheel stretcher. Okay.
2: Yeah.
3: Anyway, but yeah, that um, yep. I'll have to go and look into this a little bit more. But yeah, it's just um, it's one of these things. The Americans try to say that they did it first but yeah we had stuff like that out here before a long time before they did because yeah like it goes back to a long time before that the americans did it's kind of like the pavlova the kiwis try to say they did it but we did it better and did it first
1: <laughs> yeah well, far lap, Fire lap. <laughs> yeah
0: you're gonna confuse him now i don't think he knows who far lap is
1: oh well, i do know who far lap is so it's the champion horse it's even his death was a mystery
0: I've got his heart in the museum
1: yeah they're still conspiring on what, what killed him
0: no it was found out a couple of years ago it was uh either arsenic or cyanide
1: mm.
0: because, he was poison. well they um worked out he it was an accidental overdose okay. because back in the day they used chemicals like arsenic and cyanide as medicine and they um, managed to uh, cross-reference the presence of uh, uh, of poison in his hair, which was a certain length from his skin, which meant that it had grown two days before or whatever. With the uh, feeding logs from the uh, what do you call them? The stable hand, yeah, farrier, something. I don't know. Um, stable probably, hand,
3: not the farrier. Farrier is the one who does the horseshoes.
0: Oh yeah. So they cross-reference it with the um, the stable hands notes. And found out that they'd been feeding him whatever it was as medicine, and overdosed him.
3: Okay, the other word, other word, might have been groom.
0: Yeah, that might have been what I'm thinking.
3: So you have the head groom, which is the guy in charge of the stable,
0: so forth. Not the, um, not the head of the, not the groom of the head.
3: No, which, yeah, because when they when you, when you start looking at that, they, they groom the entire horse, not just one part. It's fair. My mum my, my, my and dad love horses quite severely, so... Say, mum's a horse girl? My mum is a Clydesdale girl.
0: Oh, yeah, Clydesdales are good.
3: She loves the heavy horse. If I'm, ever going, if I'm ever doing something wrong and I want to get out of trouble, I just get pictures of Clydesdales and put them up.
0: <laughs> you need to uh, turn your bedroom into, like, the stereotypical horse girl bedroom <laughs> with posters everywhere. And whenever <laughs> she comes into your room, she'll be like, aww.
3: Yeah, you, if you ever come over my place, you, you enter the lounge room. There's Clydesdales. She's got statues and paintings.
0: Your mum definitely is a horse girl.
3: She's even got um, some of the brass show pieces from off of one of the um, show champions from the Royal Easter Show back when she was young.
0: Anyway, we're getting a bit off topic here. So Dicks. what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we started with Harry Sutton and we ended on Clyde Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: so, what do you bring to the table tonight, DJ?
1: Well, so um so we've got news about Bond 25 basically um so basically but um Bond twenty, the 25th Bond film it was supposed to be directed by Danny Boyle but he left because of creative issues. So now it's being directed by Cary Fukunaga. Okay. What have so, they done?
0: I know who Danny Boyle is, but I don't know uh, Carrie Fukunaga. How you say it?
3: F- Fukunaga.
1: Fukunaga. Hey. Um, what was his, his, his last work? I remember he did another one. Uh, uh, Beasts of No Nation with Idris Elba. Um, That's uh, the
0: Child Soldier documentary, isn't it?
1: East of No. Beasts of No Nation. Um, no, it's a war drama film. But it is about child uh, child soldiers, yeah. And let's post up them thing. He, um, what was the other? He did a couple of um TV shows as well, like um, <coughs> True Detective. He was involved in it. Oh yes, as the writer, he really wanted to write this for it. But yeah, um, so 125 will na- will have Danny um, Danny Boyle. I think this will be his last. Da- Didn't um, you just say his... they
0: won't have Danny Boyle?
1: No, 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 Danny Boyle. Um, Daniel Craig. My mistake. There's, I think that's Dan, Daniel Craig's last Bond film, if I remember he says right.
0: Good. Not that I have a problem with him as Bond, but he's been Bond for a very long time.
3: Yeah, but he's done a better Bond than some of the Muppets that are taken on the role. Oh, he's come taken... on.
1: Not, not even Sean yeah. Co- Come on. Sean Connery. Come on. Sean no, Connery.
3: Well, no, but he's taken it back to the original, where Sean Connery was doing it, where it was not just the Gadget, it was always, you had the rough and tumble. And clever thought with it, whereas in later years it got to be more just about gadgets, and he was infallible in every way. Sort of this is whereas Daniel Craig's going back to it's it's not a foregone conclusion, but he's still going to go out there and do do really well.
1: Yeah. So, um, in his recent interview on the on the Philippine newspaper, the Inquirer. Um, he's he basically states, quote, in his bo- um, first Bond movie, Casino Royale, he stating Daniel Craig uh, brought an incredible amount of vulnerability and humanity to the character, which was a big shift from Pierce Brosnan's run. In terms of which I can't, I can bring to change the character. Bond is on a character arc that s- states that stated that with Casino Royale that I will be carrying that on. There will be changes, I am sure. As in any story, a character has to change in order to, in order, um, in brackets, to have a narrative. So that's what his plans are basically for the new Bond movie.
0: So, do we know about the plot or where it's set?
1: Um, I, there hasn't been any um word on what, what the plot is and where it's set, but um, it's, there has been not, talks that, that maybe Blofeld might be there.
3: Hmm? It's not anywhere in there in the rest of the article that you were just reading to us.
1: But, um, yeah, the, so they're saying that Blofeld might be in their turn. they might bring back the old cut. They might bring back Judy Dench at one stage. She's dead. No, Are she's they... not. Yeah, she is. They killed her in uh, Skyfall. Yes. Oh, maybe in the flashback scene of sorts, but.
3: No, they're talking about bringing back um, Ben Wishall's Q. Oh,
1: okay, yep. That might be my mistake Is then. that
0: the, the young guy? Yeah.
3: No, that was the old guy. <laughs> uh, pretty sure that was... Um. Oh, no, that was... Um. Yeah, no, it is the young guy, sorry.
1: Yeah, it's... Yeah, it, is, it I I'm trying to work young...
3: out how they're going to bring back the old guy because I think he actually is dead in red.
1: <laughs> uh, the hologram, was, um, him. the gr- hologram him. The hologram But I know, man, like... Uh, Dan- I-, I say, man, like, I, I have to disagree on D- on Daniel Craig being the best Bond. I mean... You, you can't beat Connery, man.
3: I didn't say he beats Connery. Nobody uh, said that.
1: Okay, okay. I, I'm I'm excited, but... Anyone could beat Connery. Have you seen how old he is?
3: He's still pretty spry for an old bloke.
1: Oh, yeah. Was he 91 or something?
3: I don't know, but... Look, actually, the more I think about it, you used to go on about how Pierce Brosnan was the better one. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is um. Oh, by the way, Sean Connery is eighty-eight.
3: That's eighty-eight, not eighty-eight. Yeah. Eighty-eight. Speak yes. En- speak English.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Um. Well, okay. Well, so you like all the Bond movies?
3: Yes, I yeah. got them all.
1: Go, what's your favorite? You have to have a favorite. Um. I gotta say,
3: "You Only Live Twice" is right up there as one of my favourites.
1: Yeah, that was that, that was actually a pretty good that was actually a pretty good movie in its time. What about you, Professor? What what's yours?
0: I've got a bit of a soft spot for Die Another Day because that was the first one I saw. Okay. But I think Skyfall was probably my favorite.
3: Skyfall's up there in my list of what the it the, the top movies. But yeah, I grew up with the all the Bond movies, so even though, even that though before my time, like I used to watch the music. So and I've seen Every Bond movie since, um... I can't remember which one of Roger Moore's it was. Uh,
1: there's Moonraker, um, For Your Eyes Only, No. Octopussy. Uh, a View, to Ki- a View to a Kill.
3: I think it might have been A View to a Kill was... I saw that at the cinema, and I've seen every other one since then. All of them since then, at the cinema. Are
0: there any you don't like?
3: Um... Not that I, it's not so much i don't like it, like them um from Russia with Love was a bit weak in some points, but it was still it, in a lot of ways though it was still a brilliant movie because it was the it was right on at the early start of it, and yeah Sean Connery was still because this is the the thing that a lot of people don't realize is Sean Connery actually had to be taught how to do the walk of the of, of the James Bond walk and all the suave sophistication because when he was cast, it was actually as a joke, because he was a rough-and-tumble football player. So they had to teach him how to do the walk and all the bits and pieces and make him into the suave sex symbol that he became.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and that gave was... us decades of teasing him about his accent.
3: <laughs> yeah, but the reality is it was just that he gave us a name to tease because there was already lots of Scotsmen to tease.
1: But, um... I always thought that most of the Bond fans would hate the George Lazenby move, um Bond. The right. only one which was on Her Majesty's Secret Service, but Was there yep. really any
0: one Lazenby Bond? Yes. I thought there was a second. No. Oh no, I'm thinking of the, the one that has his wife's grave in it. What? In in the uh Lazenby Bond movie, at the end he gets ambushed by Blofield and his wife gets shot.
1: Oh yeah, and at the end, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. In the next movie, he like the new guy. I can't remember which one it was. Goes and lays flowers at the grave. Uh, um,
1: Di- diamonds are forever. He's talking about uh, So after, um, because yeah, I was
3: going to say because it went to Lazenby and then Sean practical. Henry had to come back. They had to pay him a couple million dollars to come back and do it or something. And then it went to Roger Moore. And Roger Moore had the um had I think was had more of the part with the uh, the wife. Uh, he married the um, heiress to so the criminal. Yeah, it's
0: um, Teresa Bond. Well, Tracy is what they call her, from For Your Eyes Only. Um, oh, the page is just loading.
3: So that the, and she, if she dies at the end of that, that would be going into Octopussy. Here's, here's a bit of um, trivia for you guys to puzzle over. Which Bond movie is not part of the original franchise? and is a double up of the story and an almost near duplicate.
0: Never say never again. Yes. Casino Royale? No, Never Say Never
3: Again.
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, never it's Say a Never Again.
0: Thunderball.
3: Yes. It's a duplicate of the storyline for that. Down to the names of the characters and everything. So, hmm. yeah, Domino and the, steel, the Theft of the Nuclear Missiles. Ah. That's a good book. But um Casino Royale, um the original one. A lot of people treat it as more of a spoof. It's just that it wasn't an authorised movie from off of the book.
1: Yeah. Then they brought it back into the – then they brought in when Daniel Craig became the first Bond – Oh, became the, the blonde Bond.
3: Well, became Bond.
1: No, no. The, the, well, it was when his Daniel,
3: Dinner Royal was his first movie.
1: Yeah, but um, when Daniel Craig was selected to be Bond, they were saying that, oh, Daniel Craig is going to be the first blonde Bond, basically.
3: But does he have dreamy eyes?
1: Oh no, no, no. he had good. He had a six-pack.
3: Yeah, Sean Connery used to drink a bottle.
0: Have any of the bonds except for Pierce Brosnan done musicals?
3: Um, um, Sean Connery might have.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining a Sean Connery in Mamma Mia. Oh my <laughs> god!
1: Take like a chance on me. Oh my god. He's here's
3: one did you guys know why George Lazenby was dropped as Bond?
1: I heard he was um conflict. <coughs> did the conflict with the directors of sorts.
3: It's because he was too arrogant and rude. He was the yeah. only he was the only Australian Bond and he came in and he copied Sean Connery and he got too big for his britches, it was really arrogant and rude to everyone. And thought he was a superstar. So they, they dropped him on his butt and kicked him to the side and brought back.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think we lost you there for a moment, Bucky.
3: Oh, okay, sorry. I was just saying um, he was a bit too. He just got to be too rude and arrogant with everyone and thought he was more of a superstar than he was. And yeah, they they just dropped him on his butt and kicked him out the door and went and paid a fortune to get Sean Connery to come back.
1: Yeah, I think so, for, the re- for the recent bond, I think how much did they pay um, Daniel Craig? Like 25 million or something just to stay?
3: I have no idea. But yeah, considering um what was it you only live twice is it no diamonds are forever was 1971 he actually got paid it was he was the highest paid actor at the time to come back just for that one movie oh man um the cameraman in they because they had the camera fight scenes in like the helicopter fight scenes in you only live twice um apparently one of the cameramen lost his foot In an accident. Oh, accident, And ouch. it was one of the cameramen who had been with them for every movie. And, yeah, he, they, they, he, they actually had to stop shoot, filming for a while. I can't remember. When, I don't think he died. But, yeah, like with some of the stunts and stuff that they used to do. Because that was the thing with um, Bond back in the early days. All the gadgets had to actually work. They actually had to be real. Yeah, it's so
0: that, like um, that car doing the jump over the river. Yeah. they just to it, so it's definitely real.
3: Yeah, well,
1: was it plausible or there was a busted no? They actually no.
0: pulled it off.
3: Oh, no. um, they like well, that was the thing with um the producers for um Jamie's Bond back when it was starting, is they had the rule of all the gadgets had to be real and a- able to be operated, so that was the big thing. And it started to disappear at the end of um Roger Moore when he started having um laser pens, yes. <laughs>
0: So let's move on to the games of the week. What have you been playing, Bucky? I've been playing
3: Payday 2, which is a lot of fun because you get to go run around, rob people, and shoot people.
0: And listen to Bane ordering you to pick stuff up when you're already doing it.
3: Well, there is that too, but yeah, you know, just I'm in, I'm just enjoying the um, where you got to try and sneak in <coughs> and get things, and then you're doing a mission, and somebody else comes in, and then they stuff up the um, alarms get detected. Of course. Where you've gone through and you've been all stealthy up until now, and suddenly it's just this massive all-in brawl.
0: And, of course, you're in your light armour because you weren't expecting to be in a shootout.
3: Oh, no, no, I just go the heaviest armour I've got because of the simple fact that I know that someone's going to do something.
0: Yeah. At least I I have added um, an armour bag where you can pick up your heavy gear after um, things go hot.
3: Okay, I haven't noticed that. I've only played it a few times. Um, I do Vincent. like the sentry. The, the, the oh, sentry you're going tech.
0: No? I love the the tech path as well.
3: <laughs> so yeah, like I'm I'm running around like people, lots of other people running around with the um, M16 machine gun, all worked up. I'm running around with um like single shot or burst shot assault rifles, but it just got a lot more firepower. So yeah. But yeah, just, I used to my carry
0: um, a shotgun and a, uh, an Uzi SMG, which okay. I could counter-snipe with pretty well. It turns out snipers aren't the uh, best defended when they're literally across the road from you.
3: <laughs> well, with the... Um, I can't remember what gun it is I've got at the moment because I've only got the three assault rifles, including the um, M16 or AR-15, whatever it is. must be the M6. It's fully auto. But... Um, yeah, like, I've got the scope on that. And, yeah, they, they, they tend to regret trying to snipe me because I've got a better scope.
0: Keep levelling up and you can get the minigun.
3: I'm looking forward to that. One of the missions I did, I, I for some reason, I clicked on the wrong... There must have been two missions <laughs> side by side, and I clicked on what I thought was an easy mission, and I went into uh, snatch and grab for getting the safes in L.A. after an earthquake... And the police were moving in to steal to nab them, and it was like the hardest level you could get. So it was just like Ouch. it was just from from the get go of of arriving to the time that I left, everyone was just being killed left, right, and center. Except one <coughs> Russian guy that was running around dressed as guy dressed in the Guy Fawkes mark and doing the um, V for Vendetta, and he was running around like dressed like that with a big like bright red jacket and big florid hat and the mask and a shotgun.
0: Sounds like a fun guy,
3: <laughs> and he was just killing everything, and then he'd come along and revive you, and you'd sit there and you'd just start killing killing off everything um yeah, so much fun, very anti police, but I'm sorry it's still fun to shoot
0: do you, they're the bad guys
1: do you ever get do you, so how much planning does it get does it go to for the game? He's playing um, with
0: random people, so none
3: yeah, it's literally. The only planning you do is you look at your loadout for the mission and you just try to think, okay, with the pistol, I want something that's going to have plenty of firepower, but silent. So when I'm doing the stealth, I've got that. And then when it goes loud, I want it so that I'm doing as much damage as I can and as quickly as I can. And then it's just a matter of, are you going to go with the sentry gun, a med pack or body bags? Because if you manage to make it through without anyone else joining in, you can use your... Um, body bags to dispose of the bodies and hide them. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's better off to just go with the sentry gun and just hope you survive.
0: I've been playing A Gummy's Life. It's okay. a uh, knockoff of um, Gangbees, where instead of playing as the jelly people from Gangbees, you play as lollies.
3: Yeah, I'm actually just. Including my some... favorite,
0: you can play as uh, Katy Perry's Left Shark.
1: <laughs> oh, that must be fun. <laughs> so is yeah, it like a it battle like royale, or what's happening?
0: Um, yeah, it's basic deathmatch uh, wrestling sort of thing.
3: <laughs> I was just watching them fighting. It must have been inside a um, beehive or something, because it was all hexagonal stuff, and the floor just fell away from underneath
0: them. Uh, yes, yeah, the um, the beehive spleef arena sort of map. Oh!
3: They just had a massive... um mixing thing come down
0: uh that's the um, battle bots map the um there's a big saw blade that runs around the outside which you can dodge but if you're in the center of the um the ring when the the match timer so for just the uh just the the pretend robot wars battle that you're having (laughs) that runs out a big blender comes down from the sky and kills everyone Except <laughs> if you're out in the area where the blades can get you. Yeah. And gets a little awkward jumping between the two.
3: I I, I just saw the um the traffic incident where you're fighting on the road.
0: Oh the Frogger map. Yeah, all the, a lot of the maps are based on other games. Yeah. And there's one that's pretty much Donkey Kong stage from uh, Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And um one that is Literally Rocket League. There's a ball and you kick it into the goal and you get blown away.
3: <laughs> I like the, oh, you got them on the back of a train as well. What's the one? Oh, there's one where you're on top of a tower.
0: Uh, the tower one, so the gimmick on that one is that different sections of the level will pop up and you need to be mm-hmm. on the higher section or you die. So it's a bit of a King of the Hill type map. <laughs>
3: This is looking like a lot of fun. Is any downside to it that you've seen so far?
0: Um, no, it's. Uh, I don't think there's any real issues with it. I had a lot of fun playing it at the party I was at the other day. The um, I like that it's got the gimmicks and the maps. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically just Gang Beasts with a different skin, which means it's good in my book. <laughs> Gang Beasts well, is a lot of fun. It is uh, uh, the main advantage of this one over Gang Bees is that we can run it on the Switch.
3: <gasps> We've got a tractor.
0: <laughs> yeah, the zombie barn level. So there is a barn that zombies come out of periodically, and if they touch you, you die and turn into a zombie. And <laughs> you can jump on the tractor and ra- run around over everyone.
3: The tractor looks insane. Oh yeah, I might have to get hold of this.
0: Yeah, should um maybe I should pick it up on my Switch and we can take it to the uh, the Christmas party. And then we can show the, um, show those cat people who's boss.
3: <laughs> be nice knowing you. <laughs> cat, cat people fight on a different level. They have
1: claws. <laughs> uh, and sharp tongues.
0: Yes. Well, we don't expect throwback to
1: last week.
0: <laughs> throwback Thursday.
1: <laughs> you mean flashback Friday. I say throwback right. Thursday. Alright.
3: Oh, <laughs> I was gonna to say today's Thursday, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's sorry back Thursday.
3: Yeah, we, we, we wish we could throw you back, but anyway.
1: Speaking of the DJ, what are you playing, DJ? Um, I've been playing Darksiders three. And it's been in, it's it's been interesting. Very interesting actually. <laughs> so it's a sequel to the um Dark One and Dark really? 3,
0: two. Three. Oh yes. God, my yeah. mind is blowing. <laughs> how dare they do
3: something like that by like, like calling it Darksiders 3 as a sequel. Oh,
1: I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. But yeah, it's a uh, it's basically a hack and slash game. And it's been fun, actually. I've been having lots of fun with it, with this game. What so was, you what just was
3: that, um when you said the other week, hmm? what, what was it you said the other week when we were talking about one of the games? Is it is it a mobile?
1: <laughs> wow well, that's, that's a huge throwback, throwback. yeah <laughs> wow one heck of a throwback <laughs> no it's not a mobile no. what is a mobile oh my god let's not let's uh, let's not go there We're not going there <laughs> no we're not going there <laughs>
0: so it's been years since darksiders 2 does this hold up
1: yeah this holds up pretty good actually uh, uh, so it's so the events of this game it basically takes place in the beginning of Darksiders one and it in the beginning of Dark Side one and the events of Darksiders two. So it's just basically retelling the uh, four horsemen, which is the war, death, strife, and fury. So Darksiders one was basically talking about from war's perspective. Darksiders two was talking about from death's perspective. Uh, Size three, we're to- this is talks about um, from Fury's perspective, and it's a uh, and for the f- and it's a woman, a woman protagonist this time in um, for in the series.
3: I don't so know. Are been- we sold on it being a woman?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I
0: am sold on it. Being a woman. <laughs> oh, so it's now the three horsemen and horsewoman of the apocalypse.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and also, by the way, um, so War has his big gigantic sword for, for as his um, base weapon. Death has his scythe. Uh, Fury has her own um, sword whip, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it's pretty cool. It's like, um, have you guys ever played Soul Calibur? Yes. Remember the character Ivy.
3: Um, yes.
1: Yeah, that's her base weapon. That okay. now think of that weapon in Darksiders is three. Uh huh. So yeah, that's a that's pretty good. That's okay, pretty I'm, good. Thinking hmm? I'm
0: thinking about it. Should something be happening? I'm thinking about it. Should something be happening?
3: I know if you, grumpy. <laughs> so what's the I story?
0: Okay, yeah, let's talk about the story.
3: I, I knew where you were going to go there. <laughs>
0: So, so is
1: y- the story good? the story's good so far i'm i'm a quarter of a, of the way in it and it's um it's got an interesting story like there there's a lot of twists and turns in in, in this story basically and
3: so what what's the story about
1: so it's basically um fury is um fury is on a quest to defeat the seven deadly sins who have um escaped on earth and the count and the council it's the child council um has asked fury to um bring back all the seven deadly sins and if she does it um sh- she can take the leadership of the horseman
3: uh, okay
1: but yeah the, uh, but she doesn't realize that she's a bigger paw- she's a pawn in a very big game basically but uh, so i've been looking <coughs> at it so far and it's pretty good pretty good so far cool yeah the downside to it though for this game to be honest with you though it's the um sometimes it uh, gets very, it gets slow in terms of me- um, game mechanics-wise. Like, for example, there'll be some moments where you're swinging on a platform, and even though you press the right button, it doesn't respond correctly, and if you just f- die instantly, and you go, Ah, oh, I pressed the right button.
3: Okay. So which but- is your favourite of the seven deadly sins to battle?
1: Oh, so... Uh, I haven't... Like I said, it, I'm i I'm quarter of the way in it, but um So
3: you haven't fought any of the seven
0: deadly
1: sins? I fought Envy. Okay. Um let's see. What have I
0: fought While you're looking that up, yeah Which of the seven deadly sins best represents you, DJ?
1: Wrath. <laughs> I love I, I love Bucks for uh <laughs> Bucks Laughter.
3: How how does wrath represent you?
1: Oh, I, I oh that would be a long conversation. I don't, I'm not interested. I'm not going to talk. Long. I'm not. I don't want to talk in the bi- long conversation. But you'd be you be, you be, you're like one of these like chihuahua pups. <laughs> but yeah, um. So yeah, I'm I'm up to wrath right here. Okay. I'm up to wrath right now. So that's the boss. On. But yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting. It's it's a good game. And I've uh, I will say this to all the. Darksiders fans out there, I got the Apocalyptic Edition, and it is a very, very huge box.
3: Does it? Does it's it come with canvas? Hmm? Does it come with a crappy plastic bag or a canvas bag?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Boxes can come in canvases. It comes in a, in a normal cardboard box, and it's got a lot of good, a lot of cool stuff into, including DLC and soundtrack. It's got the um, amulet. Oh on a second, I'll post up the It's got an ambulance? Amulet. Ah, you said ambulance. I'm trying to work
3: out why you had an ambulance in there.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, it 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 looks really cool. Once you once you once you look at the box, you will never you, you wish you can buy it. <clears throat> so it is I think Maybe. it's a huge box as well, by the way. What's
0: your favorite uh physical item that came in the box?
1: Oh the wall scroll.
0: Like a poster?
1: Yeah, man, it looks really cool. And there, there are a couple of other stuff as well, like the um the steel book as well. There is also the um the art book as well. Okay. What's... Okay.
3: okay. Yeah. Sorry, got got an answer to answer the question I was about to ask.
1: Yeah, okay, I, I, I definitely love playing this game. So, yeah,
3: so that's a, that's a very expensive special
0: edition.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It was very expensive.
0: It's just why you can't afford to play play games
1: to play with us. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? I'm I'm still waiting for you guys to play to buy Fallout seventy six and play with me. But I don't know. Well, we're being over this. this?
3: We, we we we're still waiting for Fallout seventy six to be worth playing.
1: I know, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Um, uh, I wish they they did more to in in. I wish they there's a sequel. They finally finished the series. So yeah.
0: So who's um, left?
1: Pestilence. No, it's Strife. Oh. Strife is the last one. The last horseman.
3: Yeah, Are they going to call that Dark Side is four?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Is oh.
3: it going to be
0: like four straight lines, or is it going to be an IV?
3: Or is it going to be the other side of the Dark Side?
1: <laughs> you mean from the angels' point of view?
3: No, I mean, kind of like Far Side comics.
1: Nah,
3: nah. You don't know Far Side?
1: Nope. Never read it.
3: You.
0: while we mourn the DJ's lack of knowledge let's move on to the shout outs yes we have four famous deaths for you this week all occurring on the 5th of December in 1791 Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart made famous by the song Rock Me Amadeus <laughs> dies in Vienna at 35 <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, the fact that you think that's why he's famous.
0: <laughs> hey, I have a good musical education. Uh huh. In 1870, Alexandre Dumas, the French author of *The Count of Monte Cristo* and *The Three Musketeers*, dies at 68. I've got *The Count of Monte Cristo* on my bookshelf here. It's about a thousand pages of a guy getting revenge. Like at some point, you got to let the grudge go. <laughs> In 1926, Claude Monet, the French Impressionist, dies of lung cancer at 86. And in 1973, Sir Robert Watson Watt. I was hoping one of you would take up the, uh, the Watt and repeat it or something. <laughs> uh, Scottish physicist who pioneered radar and radio direction finding dies at 81.
1: What was that? Uh... <laughs> Who died in the what now? What 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 uh, what, what? what what what?
3: We sh- we we should be playing Macklemore in the background.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please no! Now I have that horrible um, the cl- snippet of the uh, that they use for the Suncorp bad stuck in my head. <laughs> what, oh what? no! I'm so what? sick of hearing that. What what? What?
2: What? what?
0: <laughs> I will kick mm-hmm. all of you mm-hmm. and make this a one-man mm-hmm. show. <laughs> I'll <think laughs> new voices. So, the famous birthdays. On the 4th of December, 1865, Edith Cavell, a British nurse, celebrated for serv- saving the lives of soldiers from both sides without discrimination and helping some 200 Allied soldiers escape from German-occupied Belgium during the First World War. Was born in Swadeston in Norfolk,
3: and she's the lady that was recently being showing up on your Google page.
0: <clears throat> on the fourth of December, eighteen fifty-eight, Chester Greenwood, the American inventor who invented earmuffs, which are mandatory workplace health and safety equipment for dealing with the DJ, was born in <laughs> Farmington in Maine. And and on the you same day, did, sorry,
3: did you say it fifteen. There, sorry, I was thinking about something else.
0: Yeah, he invented them <laughs> at fifteen. Sure. I say it louder for you. <laughs> no, that's
3: right. I, just, I just had to change my email over.
0: Uh, and the same day in 1948 Lynn Onus, the Australian Aboriginal artist who made a painting called Michael and I are just slipping down to the pub for a minute which when uh, that was put into the group chat for building the show notes, I got a little confused, <laughs> was born in Melbourne, Victoria <laughs> And on the 5th of December 1901 Walt Disney, uh, who is famous for all sorts of things, like...
3: Steamboat Willie?
0: Uh, I was going to try and pick something really um, unpopular, but I couldn't think of any. We all know what he did. He was born in Chicago, Illinois. And on the same day in 1903, Cecil Frank Powell, the English physicist who discovered pion, a subatomic particle, in and got a Nobel Prize in 1950, was born in Tonbridge, England. Okay. And the events of interest for this week. On the 1st of December 1948, my favourite unsolved uh, mystery, the Taman Shud case, also known as the Somerton Man, is uh, basically they found a dead guy on the beach having a, like, with his last cigarette between his fingers, and when they uh, searched him, they couldn't find any ID but they found a piece of paper torn from a book that had Persian uh taman shud which means ended uh and they eventually tracked that back to a book that had been dumped in someone's car which had a code written in the back and it's this huge mystery about spies and um people going undercover and who could possibly be
1: it was the butler <laughs> 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 the butler always did it <laughs> Oh, I reckon, um...
3: Unless you include O, Then they don't have a butler.
0: I reckon Professor Abbott's getting pretty close to cracking the case. It would be nice if the government would stop obstructing his, um, exhumation case, though. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to get permission to exhume the, uh, remains for DNA testing, but the government won't let him, even though the people who are most likely to be his children or grandchildren are perfectly willing for it to happen. Um... Anyway, on the 4th of December 1872, the Marie Celeste was found sailing with no crew, later to be explained by the unexpected attack of Daleks in the Doctor Who episode, The Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, uh, the accepted answer for that is that their load of um, alcohol started leaking, and they were worried it would catch fire and burn the ship down. So they hopped into the lifeboat, and eventually that came untied. But when the um, searchers found the ship, there was no evidence because the alcohol had evaporated.
3: (laughs) I thought the lifeboat was still there.
1: Um,
0: Might have been one of them. I'm not sure. Yeah,
1: they had a spare. I remember they had a spare.
3: Really? Were you on board?
1: No. I've heard the story too. That explains a lot about why they all died.
3: No, I'd <laughs> jump overboard too.
0: <laughs> and uh, the same day in 1991, Pan Am, the famous airline who carried people to the space station in 2001, a space odyssey, seized operations after four years. They were just a decade short.
3: Yes. And a long way of actually being able to achieve space flight.
0: Yeah. We're still not there. <laughs> and on the uh, 4th of December 1998... The Unity module was launched to the International Space Station. It was the second module and the first uh, United States module, I believe.
1: Yes. That's the launched one I've posted to...
3: the, linked on our Facebook page for some of their
0: pictures, isn't it?
1: No, that's the, pan- um, that's the one at Mars. Yeah, the Martian
0: panoramas. Yeah, wasn't that Unity are... was to Mars? Um, no, um, I can't remember which one we were looking at, but I don't think there's any Unity rover. Okay. Unity was a uh, connecting module, which um, the first couple of modules they launched for the ISS were basically just boxes with lots of docking ports on them. So okay. they could uh, hook up all the functional modules. And I think it, um, yeah, here we go. It hooked up to Zarya, which was a um, the Russian module. Then they opened the doors and shook hands and famous stuff.
3: Yeah. Try telling me fart jokes, about out of space.
0: <laughs> then on the 5th of December, 1932, German physicist Albert Einstein was granted his American visa.
3: Such an which, amazingly cool guy.
0: Yeah. And granting those visas is quite possibly what changed the, um, the course of World War II. Because without, uh, without all of the Jewish scientists running away, then the nuclear bomb might, might have been developed in Germany.
3: Well, they had intercontinental ballistic missiles were already on the go with them, and the Americans didn't get that up for another decade.
0: Yeah, it wasn't until after the war when uh, Operation Paperclip, when they basically said, if you come and build us rockets, we will pardon your war crimes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the same day in 1941, Admiral Husband Kimmel, Commander-in-Chief of the Pacific Fleet, ordered Task Force 12 consisting of the uh, USS Lexington aircraft carrier, three heavy cruisers and five destroyers, to depart Pearl Harbor to carry uh, Marine Corps SB-2U Vindicator dive bombers to Midway, which meant that they were out of the harbor when Pearl Harbor attack struck, saving them from being damaged. And four years later, Flight 19, a group of five Grumman TBM Avengers, disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle. They were probably running away from something. Probably the DJ.
3: <laughs> they were looking for the alcohol from um, the Mary Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're right ocean though, isn't it? They're out right on no, a bat. Well, that's the reason why they got lost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, then the next year, the US President Harry Truman created this committee on civil rights to investigate the status of civil rights and propose measures to strengthen them. I've uh, just realized we have, like, a lot of 5th of December things here. Oh, yeah. Um, and 1947, Joe Lewis beats Jersey Joe Walcott in the 15th round for the heavyweight boxing title. Then in 1955, E.D. Nixon and Rosa Parks lead the Montgomery bus boycott. And they had a pretty good Doctor Who episode about that this year.
3: Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yep. Uh, 1973.
0: Paul McCartney and Wings released their third album, Band on the Run. In 1974, the final episode of Monty Python's Flying Circus aired on BBC. He's not the Messiah. He's just a very naughty boy. <laughs> Was that the, the end of Monty Python? Did they do anything after that?
3: Um, oh, they they kept doing appearances and so forth. The movies came after, okay. didn't it? Um, yeah, oh, came during and after. They started off as just a bunch of college idiots and just running amok, and it just slowly went from there.
0: It's uh, just recently come up on Netflix, along with um, the version in which they speak gibberish.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's, it's one of those like Mon- Monty Python is one of those standout comedy pieces that it's just lots of people will try to emulate, but will never be able to really beat.
0: Actually, I think I'm going to piss some people off here. Because I just double-checked, and uh, it is actually in German. The description on Netflix made it sound like it was a made-up language. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would be the guys from Monty Python just having fun.
0: Yeah, I thought that's what the, the joke was.
3: Yeah, it probably is. They probably did it to make it so it would be gibberish. I it would be in German. They pay down the Germans a lot.
0: Yeah, can't pick out on them too much or someone will get their knickers in a knot.
3: Do you think that these guys really care? <laughs> these, these, were, these are guys who, back in the 70s, penned the Lumberjack song and made it famous, <laughs> and did it on BBC and got away with it.
0: Yeah, they got away with a lot for uh, the time period. Oh, yeah.
3: Yes. And I have to say, the Lumberjack song is one <laughs> of those ones that I can still play in the house. My sister both of my sisters in law will laugh at it. Both of my brothers will laugh at it, and all my nephews and nieces. My mum still lets me get away with doing (laughs) that. And for those who don't know the Lumberjack song, I'm not gonna sing it. You're gonna have to look it up on YouTube.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're not going to earn our explicit rating this episode.
3: (laughs) It's not so much the explicit, it's just yeah, it's you got you gotta have the whole like the the support cast singing English, Because that makes it fun.
0: Okay, so uh, twenty-eight years later, The Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers came out in two thousand and two, mm-hmm. starring uh, Sh- Sean Astin as Samwise Gamgee, who we were talking about <laughs> earlier.
3: Come on, Mister Frodo.
1: <laughs> it, uh, I wonder how, it, how. I wonder if um, Sean Astin spoke like that, in, mm. in the premiere, in New York premiere.
3: Well, I don't to know if you can't YouTube, you could find a video.
0: <laughs> what accent does he use in Stranger Things?
3: He's been in so many different things. He's one of those, he, he lost his accent for a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Anyway, He's actually quite
3: a talented actor.
0: Mm-hmm. Our last uh, event for the night is in 2014, Exploration Flight Test 1, the first flight test of Orion, launched. Awesome.
2: Nice.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's a big effing rocket.
3: <laughs> For those times when you seriously need to kill a spider, you think it's had enough fire power to do it. I
0: actually saw a Reddit comment today saying that they want to be cremated by being placed in the f- flame trench of a rocket launch.
3: Yeah, but you got to pick which rocket though, because otherwise you're only going to be half cooked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got to remember to turn over halfway through. <laughs> That's it.
3: Um. What is it, the Vulcan X it's, um, from Elon Musk with the Falcon four, X, Falcon X with the four Saturn Nines?
0: Uh, actually, it's Falcon Heavy. Um, we're thinking of which is um, a bunch of Falcon Nines bolted together. Yeah, that, that that that'd be the way to go. Mm-hmm. And soon we'll be able to do that every day with the uh, Falcon, um, not the the BFR. Oh, so no well, they renamed it a spaceship the other day.
1: Uh, the BFR what? rocket,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, it's yeah, it's it's called the Big Falcon rocket, yeah,
0: yeah. But they renamed it the spaceship probably because they uh, couldn't get away with saying Big F and rocket anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's oh, uh, these all these non
3: nerds our... taking away our fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw the PR department.
3: <laughs> the, the next week they're going to be complaining about the BFG,
1: <laughs>
3: not the not the book by.
0: Um, What's by Raoul Dahl? The um, gun in Doom. Doom. Well, we've already got people complaining about Doom for the uh, melting pot of the universe comment. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, all of our topics for tonight. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you want, basically. And keep an eye on our Facebook page because we will be posting about a... Um, a contest we will hold to win some of our merchandise.
3: Yes, we're planning to do a bit of a goodies giveaway. Goodies. And for the other
0: goodies. contest, goodies. Uh, we, we will revive the uh, contest to win a date with the DJ.
3: <laughs> you can have him for New Year's Eve.
0: That's the main prize. The merch is the runner-up <laughs> prize.
3: No, no, no. The merch is going to be for our first anniversary.
0: Yes. Oh, so is that what we we're doing it for Christmas?
3: No, no, no. Um, oh. We have missed the deadline for that, and it was. Oh, right. Yeah. It was The whole idea was originally it was going to be for our first anniversary, which isn't well, that far away. It's only a couple of months.
0: Disregard this. I don't pay attention.
3: It's <laughs> all right.
0: At least I'm here to keep things running. Yeah, Bucky knows what he's talking about. DJ doesn't.
1: Oh, I do know. I do know. I just listened. To, I, I just listened to both of you, and I get. I get most more, sin, more sin news from Bucky. <laughs>
3: anyway
0: yes yeah, so let's uh let's wrap things up so uh check us out everywhere i just mentioned and, and but was... don't
3: check us out in the bathroom that just... <laughs> <laughs> would not be a pretty sight
1: oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah so if they want to check us <laughs> on twitter they can find us on and amalgamated and if they got any feedback for us uh just email, uh, email us at, at um, nerds.amalgamator at gmail.com.
0: Send us feedback, because was it um, Murder in the Land of Oz? Got that first negative comment the other day.
3: Yeah, that made a big thing about it. We we got one on the, the second week.
0: Yeah, from... Wasn't it from Thu- Tupac? Yeah, Mr. Tupac.
2: Although it wasn't,
3: it wasn't necessarily negative, it was more... Constructive. It, it, he actually did give us some feedback, and we appreciated it. I... I Took note of what he said and I've tried to incorporate some changes.
0: Anyway, send us more so we can show off to the uh, the murder in the land of Oz girls.
3: <laughs> well, not that we need to. <laughs> anyway, it's Hooroo for
0: me. Say goodbye, DJ.
1: See you guys.
0: See you next week. Dun dun
1: dun.